Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Watch your step as you uh, carefully make your way into the steam room. Season three, episode five. Charles Barkley, Ernie Johnson. So glad the loyal steamers are uh, tuned in to check us out and uh, give us an opportunity to talk about what's on our minds, get stuff off our chest. We'll welcome a special guest a little bit later, a special surprise guest a little bit later. Uh Uh-oh. But, uh, (sighs) Chuckster, there's a lot of deep sighing going on, and I I have a pretty good feeling I know... uh, the source of oh, it. Oh, man. It could have been that Iron Bowl, oh, could it? Oh, that's the Iron Bowl. I, I'm not sure I'm ever going to get over this one, Ernie. The last time I felt that bad was Auburn losing in the Final Four against Virginia. That was painful. I'm glad I was there because I love our school. But that was a painful loss. To have that game, and we should have won the game. Uh, there's no coulda, woulda, shoulda. We should have won the game. But, hey, congratulations to Coach Saban, the GOAT. And the University of Alabama. But man, that was a painful yeah, loss. I mean, there's a lot being left unsaid here, Chuckster. What what's the is there one particular thing about that game that just keeps No, you know, like people are talking about the the Bigsby kids not running out of bounds. First of all, he got pulled out of bounds. But Auburn didn't play well enough offensively to win the game. You can't you shouldn't win a game with ten points. You shouldn't win a game with 10 points. We got to score more than 10 points. But it was a great weekend. The weather was perfect. You know, I flew in from Vegas. Shout out to TNT, uh, to Bruce Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau for participating in the match. So I didn't get to Auburn until the middle of the day. But I'm glad I went. Uh, shout out to Tim Cook, who was so gracious. And uh, Dr. Andrews. I love you, Doc Andrews. You've always been there for me. It was great to see you. It was great to see you. I love Doc Andrews. But Tim Cook was awesome, as usual. But man, that was a painful game. So that's not your first of all, however, is it? I mean, no, it's not. Was that going to be your first of no, all? Did it, I kind no, of short no, circuit no, that? No, or, no, no, sorry. that was, was going to be part of my first of all. So, okay. so I got a couple things. Uh, listen, we throw the word hero around a lot, unless you're in the service or first responders. First responders, those are heroes. Anybody who's in the armed service nurses, things like that. Those are heroes. But in the world of sports, we lost a hero, Lee Elder. If you don't know Mr. Elder, please go do your homework. He was the first black man to play in the Masters. He won four PGA events. He was the first person I really was in awe of when I met met him, Charlie Sifford, Jim Dent, Jim Thorpe, Mr. Brown. Those, to me, are heroes. I was watching Rich Lerner, who's fantastic on the Golf Channel, did a great tribute to Mr. Elder. When I met Mr. Elder and his wife, Sharon, way back, I was always in awe. And when Rich Lerner was talking about when guys would take their ball and throw it out of bounds, throw it in bushes, call them all type of names, and they just, he just kept persevering. He's the first black man to play on the Ryder Cup. And I tell all these guys, I don't compare any jocks today with those black civil rights leaders. It's easy to pump your chest when you have hundreds of millions of dollars. When you look at Mr. Sifford, Mr. Elder, Mr. Dent, Mr. Thorpe, Mr. Brown, Ali, Bill Russell, Jim Brown, Kareem, when you stand up for civil rights and you don't have any money, that's a hero. Those guys are heroes. Mr. Elder's not going to get the accolades that Tiger gets, because Tiger, in my opinion, is the greatest golfer ever. 
Jack Nichols is amazing too. Honor Palmer, I love me some Gary Player. He was on my bucket list to meet. I got to play golf with him. It was one of the highlights of my life with Mr. Player. But Mr. Player, I remember him telling me about Nelson Mandela and having to ask for permission for blacks to come to South Africa. I had read all those stories about him doing that. And when I got a chance to play golf with him, like Nelson Mandela, who in the world gets to say they know Nelson Mandela? Dr. King and people like that, you know, we got Andrew Young, we've had him here. So those to me are heroes, but I want Mr. Elder to know, man, and his wife Sharon, I just want to thank them for all the heavy lifting they did because I can't imagine what it's like to play under those conditions. Like sports are hard enough when you're trying to play, but to have all the racial animosity and one thing I always tell people, like when they when they put these little movies together, I say, shout out to Chadwick Boseman. I think his birthday was yesterday or today. Rest in peace. Great, great man. When you look at when he's playing Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson and guys like that, like no matter what they put on the big screen, it probably was a lot worse in real life. I mean, no matter what they put on the big screen, like they can't put all the real stuff on the big screen that happened to those guys in real life. So I did not want Mr. Elder uh, to go and not mention because he was just an amazing man. You know, I'm, I'm kicking myself too, Chuckster, because back in the room in my basement where I keep a lot of memorabilia and stuff like that, yeah. you know, things I just, stuff I can't bring myself to, to part with, but part of what I've got there and I told myself before I came in today, make sure you go down there and get that. And of course, I forgot it. But going to the Atlanta Classic years and years ago that they used to play at the Atlanta Country Club. And that's where I watched Arnold Palmer, yeah. Tom Weisskopf, Jack, Lee Elder. Yeah. I got Lee Elder's autograph oh, on my the program. Goodness. You know, because I was one of those kids who would stand there outside the ropes of the 18th as players would finish their round, yeah. you know, be putting my program yeah. out there and so next week I'll bring that in there and show it to you. You know, I remember him telling me a story and he said he lived in San Diego if I remember correctly. When he when he when he knew Tiger was gonna win the Masters, he got in his car yeah. and drove all the way to Augusta so he could be there for him. Like he said I never thought I'd see a black man win the Masters in my lifetime. And he drove from San Diego to Augusta just to see Tiger when he gets off the 18th green. And I was like, that's that's amazing. Yeah. And that's just the type of man he was. And man, the world is not a better place without Mr. Elder. And I just want people to know, go do your homework on Lee Elder. Uh, there's a book out, it's called Uneven Lies. It's an amazing book on golf, tells the history of what those guys actually went through back in the day. Because most people don't even understand, they had a Caucasian-only rule on the PGA Tour until the 60s, middle 60s. And those guys went through so much. So I just want to thank Mr. Elder. Pete McDaniel. Pete McDaniel. Yeah, Pete McDaniel. The uh, author, yes, uneven lies. So the second thing on my book, I want to talk about being gay. There was an incident happened in Ghana in the last week. Go do your homework. Please go do your homework. But the point I want to make is, and this is just me, I'm only speaking for myself. If you're gay or transgender, I just want to tell you I love you. I love you. I'm against any form of discrimination whatsoever. But when the media is quick to cover hate crimes, there's been a lot of Asian bashing going on. We need to stop that. they quick to cover that. But there's some stuff happening in the gay community to gay people and transgender people that we need to address. And I just want to be on the record, tell my gay friends, I love y'all, transgender, I love y'all too. And I want to say this. I know how black people are when it comes to people being gay or transgender. We are awful. They're awful to you. I'm calling on all you black preachers to embrace gay people and transgender people. Now, y'all all run your ass down here to the Ahmad Aubrey trial to be seen on television. 
I'm challenging you to run down there and grab some gay people and transgender people and support them. Y'all all want to be on television and be seen when y'all want to be seen. But the violence directed toward gay people and transgender people is wrong. And I'm challenging black preachers, pastors, to, hey, don't go be seen on television. Embrace gay people and transgender people. This is just me speaking. So that's my, first of all, most important thing today. We got to stop any form of discrimination. And it's gotten out of hand. We all got to do our part. Everybody matters. Everybody matters. That's my first of all. And that's a first of all for the books right yeah. there, Chuckster. Well said. Thank you, brother. Back on the steam room. Special surprise guest on the way. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you have good reason to say that. Back here on the steam room, Charles Barkley and Ernie Johnson with you. Ernie Johnson, please win Saturday. <laughs> I'll do whatever I can, Please Chuckster. win Saturday. I'll do whatever I can. Hey, you know, we have a lot of guests on the steam room. Uh, many of them fall into the special guest category. Uh-oh. As this one does. But this one also falls under the surprise guest category. Does this make you nervous? It does all? make me nervous. I would say this person was very influential in your life. Uh-oh. As you went from Leeds, Alabama to the NBA. <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint. A friend of the show, our friend Rex Chapman, oh, yeah. he asked folks to tell me something about you which is true, but is so outrageous it sounds like a lie. <laughs> I went on one date in high school. Who was the lucky girl? Amy Shorter. Nice girl. <laughs> Amy Shorter. Had pity on the sexual. <laughs> went to my senior prom. Your first date in high school. <laughs> Amy Shorter. Amy Shorter <laughs> is on the steam room, joining us on the phone, Chuckster. Hello, how are you doing today? Here we are, Chuckster, looking at this prom picture. Amy Shorter looking absolutely lovely. And there you are. <laughs> Amy, you look good in this picture, girl. We look good. Thank you, Bob. I got the sweet Jerry curl working. <laughs> the little blowout kit. <laughs> Amy, let me tell you something. I'm rocking that burgundy tuck, so I'm not going to lie right there. Is that the same suit you wore to the draft? That's not the same suit I wore to the draft, but burgundy, that, that was my thing. I love burgundy. <laughs> Yeah. What a nice surprise. Hey, girl, thank you for being on the steam room. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. I was shocked when Michael called me last week. <laughs> yeah, it's Michael Kaplan, our producer. And, and so, Amy, how did Chuckster ask you out? It was something that we had planned earlier in the year, but then he broke my heart. No, we need the details. <laughs> Don't you interrupt, Chester. Okay, Amy's got the floor. Don't give them up. Okay, okay. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, we we planned to go and we went and we had a very nice time. We went to was it Shoney's or somewhere to eat? Oh yeah. So we had a really good time. I was then only in the tenth grade, so I couldn't stay out there late. You were in the 10th grade, Chuckster. You, were you a senior? I was a senior, yes. Okay, and okay, so you went to Shoney's. Yeah, because like in Leeds, we didn't have any restaurants. And, you know... <laughs> Shoney's big boy. Oh, yeah, oh, quite, yeah, no question. I had a great time. She was awesome. You know, I played with her brother. Her brother played football and basketball. And what's Will. his name? Will. Okay. And I was kind of always attracted to Amy. And, you know, it's kind of... When you got a teammate, relatives are off limits. Yeah. So it was a very shaky dynamic going on there. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I was looking at her. I was like, yeah, but Will's my teammate. But Will was a, a hell of a player. Like I said, he played football and basketball. And her family was was big time in Leeds. Uh, her dad could fix anything. Anything. And like He was like the man... Oh, let's call Mr. Shorter. He can fix it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you know, one really thing, and I tell people, one reason I love my hometown so much, 
when you're in a big city, everybody go to different schools. In Leeds, you go from K to 12 together. Mm-hmm. So you know everybody wow, yeah. their whole life. Like even today when I go back to Leeds and I see people, I went from K to 12 with them. Like Pelt Mock, who's like my brother, uh, John Edwards, Terry Pickett, Ron Rafford, Rennie Hardy, Bernard Lockhart, John Edwards. Those were my heroes and Travis Abernathy. You know, Travis, I tried to change my name to Travis. <laughs> I remember I remember arguing with my mom. I said, Mom, I want to change my name. She says, to what? And I said, to Travis. Because some reason, Travis was just a cool name to me. It was. It was. Yeah, and she, and she says, that's your grandfather's name. That's a perfect example. He's a nobody, and I want to be somebody. And my mom was so mad at me. She said, you're not changing your name. That's your grandfather's name. But you, like I say, so you know everybody your entire life. Amy, what do you remember most about that first date with uh, Charles Barkley? Or or Wade? Wade. Wade I... Hey, can I tell you something funny well, about... Can you, will no, you let no, our no, guests no, talk no, no, for I a wanna, second? I want to tell you something about the name thing. Okay. I had never been called Charles until I went to college. It was always your middle name, Wade. Even to this day, everybody in my hometown calls me Wade. Mm-hmm. I had never been called Charles until I went to college. Okay, so what was your first date with Wade like, <laughs> Amy? <laughs> it, it was fun. We had a good time. He, he keeps you laughing. And one thing I can always say about Wade, he never changed. His, his fame, fortune, nothing ever changed him. He's the same all the time, and that's what... I love about him. He's just, he's just Wade, you know. How many dates were there with Wade? Well, him and his mom always said it was just one. He probably don't remember, but see, I wasn't old enough to, to really date date. So my sister and my brother took us to the movies one time. I can't remember what movie it was, but I, I thought it was Fatal Attraction, but it wasn't Fatal Attraction. It was something else. But he probably don't remember that. Well, well, the fatal attraction was Veronica Hughes, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> oh, no, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Sorry, I should make fun of people, but I had to do that. No, but, you know, the thing was, she was so awesome to me, and then I just went away to college. Uh, yeah. she's, she's clearly a couple of years younger than me, but it was really good for me because that was the first time I'd ever been on a date, so that always going to make her special in my eyes. <laughs> and... I tell people, man, every time I see that picture, it it, it brings back such great memories. Yeah. And it, it does because, I mean, your first date, the first girl you like. And I told you, I really had a hard time in the beginning because I don't know how you approach a teammate about going out with a sister because – I mean, I mean, did you did you ask Will if if you could take his sister out? I I said, Will, I got something I need to talk to you about. Yes, I did, because I can't just show up at his house. You just can't show up at uh, some dude's house. Says, Hey, what you doing here? Well, I um I'm, I'm I'm here to see your sister. No, you have to you you do have to ask for like I just wanted to warn him in advance, and he was cool because he he's like because Ernie, there's not a lot of trouble you can get into in Leeds, Alabama. No, <laughs> not in the early 80s. There wasn't a whole lot. And, and Charles, I thank you for your finesse because you really have finesse. <laughs> was there some resistance on Will's part to you taking his sister out? No, Will was great. Ernie, I know this is going to come weird to you. At that time, I was really reserved and quiet. Amy, mm-hmm. is this true? It's true. It's true. Hey, Amy, so he says, oh, look, I, I, I went off to college and, and that was the end of it. Uh, is that the way you remember things, remember your relationship with Wade? Or was there anything that, that maybe was a stumbling block in your budding relationship? Listen, this is not TMZ. TMZ just told a lie. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, I probably should have stuck with Amy, but... <laughs> There was this one girl at our high school. Who was it, Amy? He, I, I mentioned her name. Okay. And <laughs> she was the homecoming queen, and every guy wanted her at our high school. Mm-hmm. And what people don't remember, Ernie, I was not recruited because I was 5'10", and I grew from 5'10 to 6'5 in one year. So I went from being a nobody 
to somebody. So I became really popular. Amy actually was with me when I wasn't popular, which is why I should have stuck with her probably. (laughs) (laughs) But then when I became popular, this one girl started paying me attention. Mm -hmm. And that was a mistake on my part. We're getting a lot of mm -hmm on that other end of the phone. Amy, I need a little more detail now than just that knowing. No, mm -hmm. no, that, that was this girl. Her name was Veronica Hughes. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> there and she, she was she, she was the most popular girl at high school, probably. And were you the most popular guy at this point? No, because th- this transition happened so quickly when I grew. I went from being a backup point guard to the starting center in like a year's time. So, you know, everybody had already picked their clicks. And like, like I said, I was not even in the click. I was, when you're a short backup point guard, you're not clicking <laughs> with anybody. But like I say, the most remarkable thing about my life, when I went from 5'10 to 6'5, number one, I had no body issues, which everybody said, man, was your body hurting? I said, I said, I didn't even realize it. Like I, like when I got back to school one year, the coach says, how tall are you? I says, 5'10, 5'11. He says, I think you've grown. And before I knew it, I was full blown six four and six five. <laughs> yeah, because I had never gotten a college letter until halfway through my senior year. Well, for some guys too, that happens when they're eighth or ninth grade. Yeah, and for, yeah. And for other guys, it's like, yeah, whoa, where did this guy? Where's it, this yeah. guy been hiding? Yeah. So, and Ashley Alpern came to recruit Travis Abernathy. They didn't even come to recruit me. The guy who discovered me is a guy named Herbert Green. He says, and he told Sonny, he says, Sonny, we're Sonny, tr- Smith. Sonny Smith, he said, we're trying to get this Abernathy kid, but they got another kid on this team we should be trying to get. And he says, I never even heard of this dude before. So my life changed in a Christmas tournament. We played Bobby Lee Hurt. He was the number one big man in the country. Went to Alabama. Went to Alabama. He was 6'10", great dude, very good player. We were ranked number one 3A. They were ranked number one 4A. Every college in the country came to see Bobby Lee. And I think I had 31 points and 20 rebounds. And then from Christmas on, I started getting recruited. I had only gotten some junior colleges and some smaller schools before then. And all of a sudden, Alabama, Auburn, UAB, no big schools, no Duke, North Carolina, none of those schools even knew I was alive. But after I played against Bobby Lee Hurt, people says, Maybe this 6'5 guy can play against big people. And that changed the trajectory of my recruiting. But I made a mistake. It started going to my head. I started becoming real popular. And I made the mistake. I want to go out with the popular chick. Yeah. So, so Amy, <laughs> when he starts paying attention to Veronica, what is your reaction? Uh, I wasn't happy about it. No. <laughs> That was a mistake on Chuck's part, Ernie. Yeah, so did your brother have to intervene at all? Well. Come on now. Hey. i tell you this little story, but I don't know exactly what happened. To this day, I don't know exactly what happened. But one day, I was in a class, and they came, somebody came running to me and telling me that Charles and Will was in the library fighting. So I ran up there. And by that time, the fight was broke up. I never found out what happened. So I don't know if it was about me or it was about something else. And I bet you Charles don't even remember. Oh, come on, Chuck. Well, I remember the fight. No, obviously, I remember. You remember every fight you've ever been in. Hey, <laughs> er, Ernie, I was wrong. Like, well, why did the fight happen? Because, I, because listen, I, I lost my mind over Veronica. Okay. Ernie, this was my first time where I can say, like, I'm in the limelight. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming. So, like, I went from being a nobody to being Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm on TV. I got all these coaches coming to visit me. And, like, I'm a 17-, 18-year-old kid. And then the homecoming queen wants to go out with me. And I'm, like, <laughs> I got stars breaking out everywhere. I'm, like, uh, yeah, I want to go out with the homecoming queen. And number one, I was 100% wrong. So what did Will say to you? Will got pissed because I heard his sister. And we had a, it, it was a little girly fight. It wasn't a real fight. We wouldn't go. It was. Yeah, it was just a little push and shove and a, little, a couple of, yeah. you know, it was a high school fight. But 
It was just something in the in the library. Yeah, That's but it was. I tell people all the time, when you're in the limelight, number one, there's nothing can prepare you for it. Nothing. And I got caught up in it. And I'm like, man, the homecoming queen want to go out with Charles. And I'm like, I, like, yeah. Because the thing was, from the time we were like in the ninth grade, she was like the most awesome. Everybody wanted to go out with Veronica. That's true. And, and then, like, she didn't even know I was alive, number one, my first three years of high school. Until you got 31 and 20. Until I got 31 and 20. <laughs> exactly right. And that's exactly what happened. And I got caught up in it, and I was wrong. Hey, hey, Amy, uh, the Chuckster we know now, mm -hmm. uh, obviously this, you know, this huge media uh, personality, right. uh, in addition to being a Hall of Famer, but also... Um, quite the neat freak around around the studio. Uh, was this was this the Chuckster you remember? He was, believe it or not. He was. He was clean. He was, you know, he liked things to be a certain way, tidy. He really was. He's been that way all his life as far as I, I can remember. You, he liked things tidy. No, so or did, yeah. this is how that whole thing started. So my mom was a maid, and my mom... Every morning when she left home, she says, Charles, if this house is not clean when I get home, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> and because she said, she said, I'm not going to go and clean these people's houses and then come home and clean. So mm -hmm. and obviously I've taken it to the extreme now that I have <laughs> to have stuff clean all the time. But like like my mom said, she because she said, Charles, because I was in charge. My, both my brothers, Daryl and John, are younger than me. Uh, obviously, Daryl passed away. I actually, most people don't know this. I had a, I had an older brother who passed away as a kid uh, before I was born. His name was Rennie. So I did have an older brother. He passed away. But my mom was, every morning she left to clean houses. She said, Charles, this house better be spotless when I get home. So it just became ingrained. And now I'm just full-blown crazy <laughs> when it comes to cleaning <laughs> Hey, hey, Amy, did you think um, when you were dating Wade that this might be something that would blossom into this uh, lifelong relationship that, you know, one day you and Chuck would be husband and wife? Oh, no, no. I never even thought that far ahead. <laughs> I actually believe it. I actually think differently. I thought she would have been a great wife. And I'm gonna tell you why. Number one, I was too. We were both young and stupid at the time. But <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> I truly believe this, though. I think looking at her family, I think that most kids, if if they come out of a great environment, they're gonna be successful. She had the most amazing parents, hardworking, great brothers. So. When I look back, we would have been successful because of that. I had a great mother and grandmother, but she had a great mom and dad, a family structure. Because I truly believe that if you got a great family environment, you're going to be successful. Like, I'm not saying I'm not trying to be Dr. Phil or whatever, but I truly believe that. And one thing I know about Amy's family, mm -hmm. they're one of the, the, and I'm not saying it just because she's on the podcast. <laughs> they they were great people in our community. I told you, if you needed anything fixed, call Mr. Shorter. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was it. Hey, hey Mr. Shorter can fix it. Uh, so I, I truly believe that. Uh, so, Amy, you're a librarian, correct, in, in Leeds? Yes, I am. Did Charles ever show any type of um, fondness for being in the library <laughs> when you knew him in high school? Uh, I, I've never seen him in the library. <laughs> Aside from the day that he was fighting your brother. Yeah, at the library in school, but not in the public library. He ain't leaves. I've never seen him in here. <laughs> Charles, I don't think you're going you're gonna to dispute that. I don't think you spend a whole lot of time in the public library. You know, Ashley, I have been thinking about something, Ernie. <laughs> I know you're not going to believe this. I'm not. So as I'm getting older, you know I want to learn Spanish. You know, awesome. you know, I want to learn to play the piano. Oh, okay. 
those are two things on my bucket list. My daughter reminds me, I've been telling her that since she was 10 and she's 32 now. But I actually have been thinking about reading and I have no idea why, but I've been thinking about. You should. Yeah, because I never read. Yeah. I never read. Like I read a newspaper article. I'm like the last guy in the world who gets a newspaper. I have to have the paper in my hands. But I, for some reason, as I'm getting older, I'm like, I should start reading more because mm-hmm. I've never done it. I'm sure that you would agree with that as being a goal, wouldn't you, Amy? I would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why don't you, could you uh, explain to, to Wade the value of of uh, of reading? Reading, is it takes you, it takes you anywhere you want to go in the world. I mean, it, it's really exploratory. It's just something that we all should do, sit down. I'm reading something now that I never thought I would ever read in my life because I've never been into it. But, but one of my coworkers wanted me to read Harry Potter. And it's really good. I'm really enjoying it, you know? But yeah. I just, uh, that was never nothing that, that I thought I would ever want to read anything about witchcraft or, you know, wizardry, anything like that. I never thought I'd like it, but I'm really enjoying it. So, you know, just try something different. Yeah, expand your horizons. Yes, I do. I told I that's one of the things that I, I, I'm saying to myself, man, I need to start reading more. So I do agree with you, Amy. I'm not going to know if I'm read, going to read Harry Potter. Now. I'm going to wait till another movie come out. <laughs> <laughs> and see, uh, I would rather read the book than to watch the movie. <laughs> the book is always better than the movie. Always. Hey, uh, Amy, it's been wonderful talking to you and going down memory lane with you. Um, any final message you would like to give to Wade here as, as we close out this segment on the Steam Room? Well, I'm just glad that with all of his, um, you know, popularity in this world that he still remember little old me from Leeds, Alabama. So thank you so much. He never forgot, and that's a blessing to always, to always be remembered by your friends. Well, Amy, you've been a blessing to me and the entire community, your family, to Leeds, Alabama. And I just, hey, girl, I love you, and you take care of yourself. And thank you for, I don't, these fools surprised me today. <laughs> so uh, this is pretty cool, girl. It's, it's great to catch up with you. You too, you too, Charles. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was awesome. Nice surprise, man. I love what you talk about when you talk about leads, and you talk about how tight knit that community was. Yeah, that's the point I was just getting ready to reiterate. Like, like when I'm home now. Somebody said, hey, you know my dad. And I'm like, what's his name? And I'm like, yeah, I know your dad. And, like, it happens every single time I'm in Leeds or Birmingham. Like, because, like I say, when you go to school with somebody K-12, you know everybody. And it's always special uh, uh, when I see somebody I went to high school. When, like, when I go, we got two bars in Leeds. One of them called the Central, uh, and one of them is called Vans. But when I go to the Central, which is my hangout spot in Leeds, you see everybody you went to high school with, and we we just because there's nothing like it, man. That was before your life become complicated. You're just a bunch of dummies hanging out together, and that, that was the greatest time. I, I love my hometown for that aspect. And what was Veronica's last name? Hughes. When we come back, Veronica Hughes joins us here on the Steam Room. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Amy Shorter. Oh, you're a sweetheart. Legendary, long time. That's, that's better. Producer. Relegated to the corner of the room. Inside hey. the NBA. Tim Kiley, who's uh, yeah, sitting on uh, here in the steam room. Um, Did Kenny Smith steal the chair? <laughs> Could yeah, have. Hey. There's a, there a chair missing, one of these big, plush brown things. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You think we can get the Steelers down at Auburn by Saturday so we can... <laughs> We need a win. We need a win. They're all yours, buddy. I just want to make sure that I know Ernie had a successful Thanksgiving, but is there is there tension this week in the Johnson household? What, over Georgia playing yeah, in the SEC championship game? No, there's not tension. There's simply excitement. There is simply, you know, there is simply uh, this feeling that you've come this far, and now this is the next logical step to stay unbeaten and to try to exercise some of those demons that Alabama has placed in Georgia's head. Do you know the only thing I hate about that game? What? That Auburn's not in it? No, yeah, no, no. Go. Like, 
if y'all lose, y'all still gonna be in the playoffs. I would hope. Yeah, y'all don't no, y'all in yeah. for sure. But I just don't think it's I, I, I wanna I want y'all to exercise those demons also because it wouldn't I don't think it'd be fair if y'all had to play them twice. Cause if they win, y'all both gonna be in. I think they would they would bracket it so the only way they'd meet again would be for the championship. They wouldn't yeah. have them play again in the yeah. first round of the. But it's just. But I would. I would hate to see them have to play them twice. Is my point. I'd like to see it. Really, that's good football. I don't. It I don't is. want. I mean, I want to see Georgia win Saturday. Yeah, obviously. But you don't. I don't think it'd be fair to to beat a team. Both of those teams, great. Mm-hmm. To beat each one of those teams twice, I think that's a lot to ask of anybody. But this gun, I tell you what, man, that. It's going to be a very interesting weekend because you got Michigan, you got Notre Dame, you got Oklahoma State. Like, yeah. listen, I don't have a dog in the fight. I hope they don't screw Cincinnati. All they have to do is win. I don't think it's that easy. I don't know. I think if they win, they're in. They're already in. Listen, you know better, TK. <laughs> if if, if no, like, right. Notre Dame is right there, but if Michigan and Oklahoma State win— it could be very interesting. Well, I think Notre Dame's going to go rudderless now with yeah. the coach gone. Yeah. So, man, I, how about that? Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly. Yep. Welcome to SEC, Brian Kelly. Yeah, no kidding. I'm a big Brian Kelly fan. I liked him a lot at Notre Dame. I've always wanted to meet him. I've never met him, but he's a hell of a coach. But man, well, you get out of the bayou, you'll meet him now. And I, I saw Scott Van Pelt talking to uh, Lincoln Riley. How quickly did all of that happen? That's not true. Oh, yeah. See, no, it's so funny you say that. What do you mean it's not true? So I drove down to Auburn to one of my friends, Bart. Bart Bryan. He's a vet. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bart and Michelle. What I told him, I says, it's no doubt in my mind these coaches already had these deals. Lincoln Riley didn't go to USC Friday night or Saturday night. There's, I don't know, Chuck. Those guys, that's what they have corporate jets for. They don't. No, no, no. But I'm saying they had to be discussing that deal for at least two weeks to a month, in my opinion, the point I'm making. So you're thinking agents are talking. Behind the scenes. That, okay. No that if this question. If this happens and this happens, then this happens. Yeah, that's cause, cause that's I, your that, point. There's no way you like take that job on an overnight phone call. You had to have everything in place. You had to know he was going to take all his assistance. He had to have that deal in place because at that press conference, he says, I'm promising you, I'm guaranteeing you guys, I'm not going to be the new coach at LSU. <laughs> he didn't get a call later that night from USC. They had that deal done last week, in my opinion. All right. Well, uh, speaking of that stuff, though, your man Tony Kornheiser had an opinion the other day. What's that? So he went on a rant. There is a National Toy Hall of Fame, and every year they induct three toys into their Hall of Fame. This was a clip of him talking about one of the toys that was inducted. Okay, the National Toy Hall of Fame inducts three popular toys. I read, The Game of Risk, American Girl Dolls, and Sand. Sand. Sand, Sand, emphasis by me, Sand, have been inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame. It's Sand, kids. It's Sand. It's not a toy. And they write, sand may be the most universal and oldest toy in the world. No, no, it isn't. Educator Maria Montessori has argued that sand, quote, is only one substance that the modern child is allowed to handle quite freely. So what? It's not a toy. Let me just ask this question. Is dirt a toy? Because sand and dirt are the same thing. Now, before you jump in, just so you know, there were other inductees. In past years, uh, 2011, a blanket, a blanket, a blanket, a stick in 2008, and a cardboard box in 2005. A cardboard box to me probably should have been inducted a long time ago. Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon are two of my favorite people in the world. I, I think they are fantastic. I love when he goes on a rant like that, but Kornheiser and Wilbon. I love watching those guys. Do you consider sand no, a toy? No, it's not a toy. I 100% agree with him. Yeah. And listen, if, if Monopoly and Checkers are not in the Hall of Fame. I'm sure they're in. Yeah, they got to be in. And Dominoes. Yeah. The three greatest things ever. How about Twister? 
Twister is very dangerous. You can only do it at a certain age. <laughs> but I mean, should it be in the, I mean, uh, that's a Hall of Famer. Yes, I would say so. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. It's got to be gotta in there. Got to be in the Hall of Fame. Better than a stick. Especially <laughs> a sharp stick. Point dangerous. Stick. Yeah. What's up with the cardboard box? Kids love cardboard boxes, man. That's a big toy. You guys, if you had little kids, you know they're into the box long after they got yeah. rid of the toy. That's all they care about. Okay. Uh, but saying I'm it's going right. out. Hey, TK. Oh, the legendary TK, not it's, this one. Thank you. Uh, no, no, the legendary Tony Kornheiser. That that <laughs> sand is not a toy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yes, sandbox might be yeah. a toy. All right, last thing, Georgia, Alabama. Who you got? Oh, Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Oh, Georgia. Yeah. How about you? <sighs> I'm taking Georgia. You I'm rooting hard. You, you didn't say that with well with because any Alabama at has all. that. No, they have that. What? New England Patriot way have, of being. Yeah, they have people. that thing, yeah. You know, that they have that thing, and I yeah, want to see saw, a change. You, you saw the Auburn game. That was a choke Ouch, job. baby. No, Ouch. that was a choke yeah, job. They found a way, man. Uh, yeah, because we, yeah, we gave them a way. Mm -hmm. We gave it. Listen, you know how I feel about Coach You were 97 yards and under with, <laughs> with the clock running out. Yeah, but we listen, you shouldn't even win a game with 10 points anyway. Yeah. What's really interesting about it, when I thought we won the game, I'm leaving. And by the time I get from here, like, 20 yards, we're punting. <laughs> I was like, wait, we didn't just run the three plays and the game's over? Nope, that's it. And I had to go back in and watch that painful yeah, overtime. It. No, I sent you a text. I knew you were down because oh, you sent nothing back. I was down. But, um, Ernie, I just want to compliment you on your ability to think and talk and listen to producers at the same time. I'm, I'm, Cap, I'm, yeah. yeah, he wants me to wrap it up, so. Yeah. That's it, boys and girls. Hey, let's don't listen to uh, that's his name, Cap. Cap Michael Cap. Cap's a genius. I know. I'm just messing with him. Right? Cap. He's the Cap. He's the yeah. Captain. He's Andy the Lutz. Captain. The genius. Captain of our ship. Let it happen, <laughs> Captain. Audrey's a genius. Uh, Audrey's my she's my favorite. But if if he's the captain of the ship, the ship be sinking. Michael Ray Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> the ship be sinking. That was great. How far can it go down? <laughs> Sky's the limit. <laughs> Chuck and Ernie in steam room. Come and join us in the steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Leave your towel on in the steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Leave your towel on in the steam room. Wow. wow. Just when I thought that the uh, the original couldn't get any better. Well, we got Dr. Dre back there. And then you jump on. We got on, Dr. Dre back there. You jump on there at the tail end <laughs> there with your own version. That's uh, that's very impressive. Very. Uh, welcome back to the steam room as we wrap things up. It's been a great episode. You know what? I, I have a hard time deciding which episodes are better than other episodes. They're all right there on the on the same plane for me, man. It's just well, every one of them. Every one of them. Yeah, but come on. Top drawer. Uh, no, yeah, they, they all been great, but we had Tom Brady on, I told you. Yeah. That, that's a pretty man. <laughs> so just don't look him in the eyes. Because once you look him in the eyes, you don't remember anything said after that. <laughs> oh, my. Right. So uh, if, if you're a loyal steamer, you know how we always wrap it up. We got a few phone calls on the uh, Chuck's answering machine. The number, 404 987 Got something on your mind? Got a question for the Chuckster? Wade, as we also uh, refer to him. Isn't that weird that I had never been called Charles until I went to college? That is strange. Yeah. That is it's strange. Like I said, it was really crazy, Ernie. Even to this day, everybody calls me Wade when I'm home. Hmm. You know what I was called up until I was like 12? What? Tiger. That's all I was called growing up. Tiger. Must have had one in the backyard because he couldn't be referring to your golf game. <laughs> it was long before, long before I picked up a club. Uh, that's a guy who got a tiger in his backyard. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's hit the, let's hit the answering machine. Call number one. You've reached Charles Barkley. Leave a message, America. Yo, Chuck. Hey, my name is uh, Chris. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. First of all, I heard you bet on my Huskers this past weekend. I want you to call me before you do that next time. Bad, <laughs> bad idea. You got me curious, though. Good or bad, what's the most memorable wager or bet that you've ever had? Love you both. Great question. You know what's interesting? Did you know that Marlon Brando was from Omaha, Nebraska? I did not. You know I'm a movie buff. Mm -hmm. 
I thought Marlon Brando was going to be from like uh, London, England or something. And I always go to look at the cast and crew and it tells you where they were born. Yeah. Marlon Brando was born in Omaha, Nebraska. What were you watching? Godfather or something the other night? Uh, that you saw Marlon Brando? I've got this infinity that anytime Godfather 1 or 2 on, I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, Braveheart, my cousin Vinny. But see, I know that I know that you don't uh, record anything and watch it later. I do so not. So what happens if my cousin Vinny and Godfather 2 are on at the same time? Well, you have to go to, so on your dish, you got the East Coast and the West Coast. Oh, so okay. you have to figure out what it's showing on the West Coast. Or and the you can East just Coast. hit the record button uh, and then watch it later. I, I, I've never recorded anything, Ernie. You know that. Okay, back to the question at hand. So, my man, when I left for the match, Nebraska was up 21 to 6. Over Iowa. Over Iowa. And I was feeling pretty good because I had Texas in the first game. That's one thing I love about going to Vegas, being in the sports book. So the night before the game, I was just looking in the sports book. I'm like, why in the world is Texas favorite? They've lost six games in a row. Why are they favorite? So, you know, I'm always trying to guess. So I took Texas, and then I was like, wait a minute. I was ranked, and it's a pick em game. Oh, so Nebraska wasn't getting anything? No. Oh, it, okay. it was a pick em. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out why. And I'm like, man, they're telling me Nebraska's going to win this game. So I'm thinking I'm outsmarting the sports book. And when I leave to go to the match, they're up 21 to 6. I'm like, man, the the people in Vegas knew something. And next time I see the score, it's 21-21. I'm like, what the hell happened? (laughs) So so I went back, block punt, safety. I says, no way you can blow a 21-6 lead unless some crazy stuff happened. And some crazy stuff happened. But that was, yeah, that was a block kick and a safety. So what's the all-time wager, good or bad, that you'll always remember to answer Chris's question? The New England Patriots against the St. Louis Rams. I think that was uh, when they were like a two-touchdown underdog. And I didn't take the points. I says I think New England's gonna win the game, and they won the game, and 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 I end up winning a bunch because I, it was the money line. So that's probably one of my most that's probably my most memorable bet. Okay, next call. Hey Charles, uh, this is Rafael. I'm a librarian in Kern County, out in California, and I heard you say that you don't ha- you wish you had the talent to just sit there and read a book. Here's the thing: you ask any librarian, audio books count as reading too. You can visit your local library. Check out their e-library, download the book into your device, and then just listen to the book either in your car or on your flight, and there you go. And I know you enjoy listening to Ernie's voice, so you can just listen to his book on audio and listen to him in while you're traveling. Now, Ernie, speaking on your book, I am listening to it, and I have to say I really enjoy listening authors read their own book because it gives the listener a chance to read the book in the way the author intended. And uh, hopefully you guys have happy holidays. Oh, that's well, awesome. Raphael, thank you very yeah. much. Appreciate that. So that's actually a good idea. Since we were talking about that with Amy, mm-hmm. see, I'm really kind of weird. Like, I think I'm one of the only people in the world. I actually physically go get me a newspaper. I go get to USA Today every day. Like, for some reason, I don't like... You just like the feel of, I, I, of yeah, that newspaper. It, I like the feel of the newspaper. So I, I do think the reading thing is something I told you. I've really got to start reading more. Well, maybe this is a way that you yeah. can kind of uh, get through that and start, start breaking through that. Because you're on these flights every now and then oh, that yeah. are long. Yeah, every week. Yeah, you pop that in there, man. Listen well, to listen to a, an audio I was trying to hope y'all would let me do the show from the house, but... That's a no-go, apparently. No, that's not going to work. Okay, just checking. No, hey, you never there's know. No, there's no chance. There's no <laughs> chance. And that was, you know what? And and Raphael, to your point, that was one of the cool things about the whole uh, book writing process was doing the audio book. Because I, I, I sat down here in a studio here at Turner over, you know, four days or so and just read my book. And and it was uh, it was a cool thing. So thank you for that. And, yeah, that's uh, nice. And the book's unscripted, by the way. It's still out there. Um, do we have another call? 
Hey, fellas, it's Stav, your original loyal steamer <laughs> calling from Sydney, Australia. Now, 18 months ago, I promised you the gift of Hawks beer. And let me tell you, of all the challenges I've faced in my life, raising children, <laughs> running a sales team, writing a kid's book, singing in front of audiences of up to 30,000 people, I have done those things. And yet, trying to send a single case of beer to the US from Australia was the hardest bloody thing I've tried to do in my life. And while I failed, believe me, for 18 months, I tried. So the next best thing was to send you a small token of my appreciation for the great work you guys do, EJ, TK, Cap, and Chuck. Uh, and it's just to say thanks on behalf of me and all the loyal steamers because you make us smile and feel and laugh and think, uh, and we leave every show feeling a bit better and a bit fuller than we were before we started listening. So thanks for making us feel full of life every time we jump into the steam room. Thanks, Staz. Oh, man. Uh, we love that guy. That's tremendous. Hawks Brewing Company. Yep. Day for it. Pad up, Australia. I'll have to figure out what pad up means. But oh, maybe it just means put your uniform on, like for uh, cricket. Yeah, pad up. That's nice, Stav. Stav, that's awesome, hey, man. Thanks I for being a loyal you. steamer. He's the most loyal of loyal steamers. You know what's going to be really cool? What? When I show up in Australia and at his front door. Mm -hmm. I actually like Australia. I love Australia. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. I've been to Sydney twice, but they tell me I got to go to Perth and or Melbourne. Mm -hmm. So Perth and Melbourne are next, but I like Sydney. I've been to Sydney, been to Brisbane too. Did yeah. the Goodwill Games Okay, in Brisbane. Uh, well, thank you for the shirt, man. We, we like free stuff. Yeah, we do. If it's free, <laughs> it's for me. Yeah, If it's free, give me three. That's wonderful. Uh, Stav, always good to hear from you. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to Raphael for the calls yes. as well. We appreciate that. And uh, and thanks to uh, Amy Shorter. Yeah, Amy. Thank you. Chuck took to the prom back in Leeds way, way, way back in the day. Love that burgundy tux, babe. And, and I got to find that thing. And led to a library fight with <laughs> Amy's brother. I know there's more to that story than we heard today yeah. on the Steam Room. Appreciate y'all being here. We'll see you again next week.